I'm Elaine Vandiver. Welcome to Old Homestead Alpacas and Golden Gardens. We had shearing in April, so all of that's at the mill. So they're working on next year's fiber and collection. So the care they require is pretty basic, you know, just making sure they have water and forage. And so that becomes the biggest focus is keeping the grass alive. So I hand process a couple fleeces a year for myself. Um, and it's usually the baby fleeces, the creas, because their fiber by the time they're shorn is like nine inches long, which is too long for the mill to do. So I will do my own processing of it. Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing. This is episode 618. This is a weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 850 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, Farm Grow Flowers. Farm Grow Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. And thank you to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Well, hi, all. Last week, you met Ann Sumner of Walla Walla Flower Farm. What a fun episode. And I especially loved the bonus musical performance recorded in her flower field. Well, just down the road from Walla Walla Flower Farm, on State Line Road, in fact, but on the Washington side, is a historic farm called Old Homestead. This is where Elaine and Mike Vandiver operate two complementary businesses, Old Homestead Alpacas and Golson Gardens. Elaine is a past guest of the Slow Flowers podcast. She appeared on episode 395 in 2018, which we also aired as an encore episode last summer. What's new now is the gift of video. I'm so happy I was able to return to this beautiful farm for an in-person visit. I filmed the entire tour narrated by Elaine as we visited her alpacas, the fiber house, the dye garden, and the cutting garden. I know you'll learn lots about how she balances dual farm operations, and I hope you'll be swept up in the story thanks to Elaine's bubbly personality and her spirit of generosity that she shares with the Soulflowers community. You'll also meet her intern, Elena Schenkenberg. You'll hear how Elena was drawn to this place to learn more about slow flowers, slow fiber, and slow fashion. Here's just a bit more by way of introduction. Elaine grows specialty cut flowers on her historic homestead 
in Walla Walla, Washington. As a seasonal grower, she cultivates rare, unique, and heirloom varieties that are picked at the peak of the season for customers who wish to snag a deluxe mixed bouquet from her stylishly functional flower cart at the downtown Walla Walla Farmer's Market. That's May through October. And Elaine also offers weekly flower subscriptions and assembles floral creations for local restaurants and wineries. Old Homestead Alpacas is known for 100% farm-grown knitwear made with alpaca fiber that is hand-dyed using farm-grown heirloom dye plants. Elaine recently worked with local filmmaker C.M. Bell Company to capture several short video narratives. They cover all four seasons at Old Homestead Alpacas and Golson Gardens. The films are beautiful storytelling moments narrated by Elaine, and you'll hear that audio winter and spring at the beginning and summer and fall at the end. And if you're interested in watching the videos, come on over to slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 618. You can watch them plus our entire video. Let's jump right in and meet or re-meet Elaine Vandiver. We bought this old homestead during a dark season in our life after a long and unsuccessful journey to start a family. There were no plans to start a farm. It was really just a hideaway to immerse ourselves in new surroundings and regroup. We were exhausted after trying to push our life in a very specific direction. Infertility treatments will kind of do that. The farm offered space to see what would come on its own and what came were alpacas. We didn't question it, we just went with it. Being receptive to how things unfolded, all on their own, that was an incredibly freeing notion. What has emerged is a life that's more beautiful and fulfilling than I ever dreamed. Winter will always be a season of reflection, rest, and planning for the upcoming year. A time to be present with each other, our thoughts, and the herd. Standing with them in winter is evidence that the seasons come together just as they should. Their fiber is long and ready for harvest, a product of sunshine, grass, and winter hay, and so many beautiful things to come. Spring is a season of renewal and transformation. Our annual fiber harvest is at the heart. After an entire year growing the fleece, it's gone in a flash. It's a swift conclusion and a simultaneous restart and makes for some of the best haircuts ever. With the fiber at the mill, we turn our focus to the land. The greening up of the pastures is a welcome sign because it'll feed the herd all season. And thanks to the alpacas poo, Flower seedlings are sprouting up everywhere. The first of the bouquets begin to bloom, providing joy to the community and a sustaining revenue for the farm. We found a real synergy between the flowers and the fibers. It's hard to describe, but when you come out, you'll see what I mean. Spring will always be a favorite because it celebrates the interconnectedness of it all, the land, the animals, and our community. 
Hi, I'm Elaine Vandiver. Welcome to Old Homestead Alpacas and Golden Gardens. And we're going to go on a little tour. A little walking tour. Beautiful spring day. Perfect time to come to Walla Walla because everything is still green. And who are all these creatures behind you? My boys. My fiber boys. Oh my gosh. Elaine, when I came to visit you, it was in the fall of 2018, I think. It was. Yeah. You didn't have this many alpaca, did you? Uh, I probably had close to it. Okay. So how many do you have now? I have 24. 25. Are they just kind of having their, like, they're waiting for lunch or something? Uh, no, well, lunch is all around them. That green, beautiful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we are grass farmers this time of year. They're just so cute. Yeah. Hello. That's Rainier. <laughs> but they're just personality-wise. Yeah, kinda... and they all have a unique personality. Earl is the one that's sacked out over there. Oh, laying on his side? Yeah. Okay. And let's see. This gentleman right here is legend and he is the baby daddy this year oh wow yeah he's got one on the ground and goodness we are like <laughs> legend overdue yeah he's a legend he's in his own mind oh. this is the first time i've used my own stock for breeding okay yeah so and why excited. were you just learning i mean you, um, you came here with no skill set in breeding and now you're very true a, a pro yes. uh, well i would not say that this is my ninth year um but i had um basically breeding up my own stock by using other um, studs. Okay. So this is oh. the first time I've got one of sufficient quality. In-house. Yes. And what does that mean? That you just kind of own, you then you own the the offspring and you can either sell them or... or... Yep. Um, okay. You could sell. I, I use them primarily for, you know, my own uses for fiber. Um, but the difference in using your own stock is I didn't pay a breeding fee. Right. Right. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and also quality control. Like, you know how they've been. Exactly. The parents have what they've eaten and how they've been cared for. And personality is a big thing. Ah. Because these animals can live up just to like, 20 years. And I've got some that I'm not breeding because of their personality. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, you want, you want uh, good people fiber with. fiber and good Company. Good character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here Speaking is... Speaking of good company, <laughs> Elena, this is Deborah Prinzi. Hi, Elena. I'm filming. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Why don't you guys stand okay. together a second? She is my new intern. Yes. It's the power of the ease this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's She's great, Elena. She's at Whitman College. Yes. Yeah. What possessed you to <laughs> want to pursue <laughs> farming? <laughs> well, I came here for an open barn in the fall with my parents when they were visiting and I just I like fell in love with it I have an interest in slow fashion I think I might do my thesis on it um and I just thought it was a great great place and then I asked if she would <laughs> take on any help and I got a grant from the school to um, intern to, here yes, for the summer for the summer yeah what is your actual major um it's combined environmental studies and sociology Oh, so. well, you know, I'm slow flowers, so <laughs> I get slow fashion. Uh -huh. And, and yeah. Elaine is all about it with the fiber and the, yeah. and the natural plant eye. Yeah. What a great fit. Yeah, this I has know. been so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, it's just a blast. I come home and my housemates are like, oh, I was working. I'm like, oh, I love it. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> what, what are you actually, like, Elaine, what are you having Elena do and how is that helping you? Because you've generally been a one-woman show, I right? Have. I don't know how you're doing, how you're doing it. Sometimes I don't either. She's been doing a lot of the heavy lifting. It's true. When you came in, you saw those sprinklers going. She's been moving irrigation pipe, those 40-foot aluminum pipes. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Oh, good upper body strength. Pastures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, she did a fantastic uh, flower harvest for me yesterday that I used for bouquets today. And later we can go through the dye garden. She's been getting that up yeah. and going. Love to see been that. Been doing dye harvests as well. I have her out here right now on Baby Watch. Oh, okay. And do it, yes. Because that's oh, like wow. essential. Like when, when they're going to be born, it's always in the morning. So between eight and noon. Um, and so... I kind of need to be there. So it's literally, so you're waiting for a baby to be born right now? Yeah, we've been waiting. <laughs> um, They're all at 12 months now. Okay. And it's an 11-month gestation. Oh, okay. So they're go- they always go a little longer in spring, and my notes could be a little off, too, but... We are definitely in overtime. So if we miss it today on my visit, you'll be posting about this, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Elena, you didn't know this was part of the job, did you? Uh, I I think I got, you were were like, well, we're expecting some babies kind of right when I started. But I I didn't think I'd be on on baby watch like this. And I I really thought Sugar was going to do it earlier, but I thought she was pushing, but... Oh yeah. my gosh! You're on a it's not. wow. I really, I and I got up because I was like, oh my god! <laughs> you you've completely like gotten your roots in on this farm. Like, oh, and how yeah, how long absolutely. have you been interning? Um, this is my third week. Oh. Yes. <laughs> She's sold. Yeah. We can feed them. Oh hello! So are the females all here and the males on the other side? Or yes, because um, unlike unlike most ruminants, they're not daylight sensitive. They can be bred at any time of the year. Okay. So we don't even let them share a fence line. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Come on in. Would you yeah. like one of these? One big happy family with a yes. big, big space between, <laughs> between the parties. You go ahead. I'll follow you. You don't let the dog in, do you? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and if you want... I, I mean, I don't know. I'll let you, you do it. Okay. I'll let you do it. Yeah, just because just I like to get a little distance so I can see how cute they are. Is this their normal lunchtime? Uh, no, not really. So these are just this snacks. Is a, yep. This is actually just a pelletized oh. um, mineral and vitamin supplement. Okay. And so it's not really food. It's just a little supplement, but, but they it's tasty. Like the, they like the taste. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could get a little pushy. Hey. Oh, Oh, I want to go see your baby, too. And what did you say her name was? Dixie. Oh, she's so sweet. She's still a little um, easily frightened. I, I won't get close to her. but she's a, This is her mama right next to me. So oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe she'll come around. Oh, what a life. Yes, I know, right? I feel like there's times in your life where it's more about raising fiber animals and then the flowers get neglected and then... The season changes and you... Yep. Is that true or is it all on all the time? Well, I mean, so we had shearing in April, into April. So all of that's at the mill. So they're working on next year's fiber and collection. Um, So the care they require is pretty basic. Um, You know, just making sure they have water and forage. And so... That becomes the biggest focus is keeping the grass alive. And that's why you talked about having the irrigation out front? Yep. Okay. And, and we have it in all of the pastures. So I want to say this time of year, and it's been a little drier, but not as warm, that we're I'm irrigating at least half of the month. Wow. Wow. Sometimes more. It just kind of depends. I'm, I'm working on a little project to 
rehabbed some areas of the pasture down front as you came in. We've reseeded some areas, so that's taking a little extra water to keep that, you know, establish that grass. Um, so Elaine, they the the, the alpacas are, will just eat grass, and yeah, the, that's the their goal, food of choice. Yeah, the goal is to graze them as long as possible. That's the best forage for them. And then typically, early fall, we pull everybody off pasture and start feeding hay. Mm. And that's when they get the supplement more frequently. Because the forage gives it to, gives them everything they need. Okay. Um, <laughs> they get a little fighty over the food with each other. <laughs> Anna, they're attached to you, I can yeah. tell. <laughs> they know how it works. <laughs> when people show up, that usually means extra food. And Elena's like three weeks in and they're, they're like, yeah, she's got food too. There's the sweetest little baby there. Hi, Dixie. You are a precious little baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you, Elaine. This is really fun. Yeah, no, for sure. This is great. Like I said, you came on a great time. Normally, you know, earlier this week, Monday and Tuesday was like in the 90s and kind of muggy. Yeah. And then we had wind yesterday. And I heard that. Yeah. Do they go indoors at night? Do they go into the you know, barn? They occasionally, but this time of year, they're out. They, they like prefer this. to be outside. The, Hello. That's my my super friendly one. That's Scout. She's my PR. Scott is giving me a little <laughs> a little like, rub. Crawl on your lap. So you, <laughs> don't Hi, be shy. Scout. Push her away. No. <laughs> she She's pushy. got a beautiful coat, though. <laughs> you. How do you dye the darker colors? So. That's, I have an example of something Elena and I dyed. Yeah. Um, we'll do a side-by-side. -side. I use Coreopsis for the darker stuff, but oftentimes I leave the blacks and browns just as blacks and browns. Natural. Because they're pretty. Yeah. And I, you know. And it gives you a contrast then with the other colors. Yeah, it does. It's so nice to have this outbuildings that you can dedicate. Yes. Like, yeah. it's called the dye house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll go on in. All this right, great. fresh yarn, actually hand-spun yarn. Um that um, I dyed with weld, this guy right here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What part of the weld becomes the dye? Um, it's this stuff right here. It's almost like the pollen. Interesting, and yeah. it creates this beautiful color. Yellow, uh-huh. You think I like it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what will you do with this? Will you knit this yourself? Yeah, so I, I hand process um, a couple fleeces a year for myself. Um, and it's usually the baby fleeces, the creas, because their fiber by the time they're shorn is like nine inches long, which is too long for the mill to do. That is incredible. So I will do my my own processing of it. I love the texture on it, Elaine. Is that yeah, so this how is, it comes off, off the um No, so this is like, I can show you. I've got the... So yeah, we'll comes, go on in. I'll follow you. It comes off like raw. Let me make sure I've got... Oh, look at this. This is what I mean. It's and like, I did, she's I like Julia Child with her own <laughs> cooking show here. I, in a perfect world, I would have cleaned a bit more. Um, Don't say that. Because <laughs> in every farm. I want to give you the full farm experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I did was I washed all the fiber. And then it kind of looks like this after it's washed. Wow. Still have debris in there silky, because I, you know, it's just, I mean, it's off a natural their, product. It's off their coat. It's pasture right? raised for sure. So there's definitely some hay bits in there. And then I have been slowly carting it on my carter. 
into. The, then you're getting the longer than like the nine it's inch. It's it's aligning aligning the fibers. Yeah. So this is what I would call a bat. All right. And so I'll just peel a little hunk off here. So that has not been carded yet. This has been carded oh, it has. several times. Oh, okay. The more I card it, the smoother it gets, the easier it will be to for me to um, spin it. But because it's hand spun, completely processed from raw, I don't mind having the texture. That's I well, think it I don't want to because it could take me years to get it the way a mill would get it. So roughly, you'll go through the hand carding uh, process a couple different passes. Or? Oh, for sure, at least four. Okay. This is something I'll do at the end of the day and kind of zone out because it's very like for me meditative, and you'll actually get a better view from this side. Okay. I'll come around behind you. Have you done this yet, Elena? Um, I have. I've, well, I've I have. Little chunks I yeah. put through the carter, but I would love to learn learn how to spin. Yes, I have my wheel on the porch. We will yeah. we will for sure do that. Oh my god! So I feed it. It comes in through this one, and then it comes up through here. And as it grabs it, it pulls those fibers. And the idea is to to help align them. See right in yeah. Here? And then the the first wheel is a uh, wider spaced, and the second gets a little bit more narrowly so does that kind of again stretch out the fibers yeah you can kind of see each yeah there's still some little neps in there but it pulls mm -hmm. it out so every pass in theory you'll pull more and more out and wow. you could do this it's such an intentional meditative process it i is. can see why you zone out when you're like it you know, working out all your worries. Yes, while you're physically and I, I do a lot of listening to podcasts <laughs> while I'm in here. <laughs> yeah, because your brain can do one thing while your hands do something else. Yes, and this is just for me, you know, like, and it gives me an opportunity to, to put my hands on what I'm producing because 98% of my fiber um, that gets made into something gets processed by like a commercial mill. You send it off. Yeah. yeah. And so this allows me, and it, what's really nice about having it from the babies is, you know, when they're first born, that is the finest, the softest the fiber will ever be. Because as they age, you know, gradually that fiber gets coarser. And yeah. when I say coarser, you know, we're talking at the micron level. So yeah, because it's, it's still, still pretty really soft. soft yeah. then, then it gets me to see like, so this particular animal that I'm carding is hammy. And Hammy was born in 2021 when we were in the middle of um, redoing our entire house. All of the boards, you know, we had no siding, no windows. It was 105 degrees out. He was born. His mom rejected him. I had to bottle feed him for 31 days. Wow. Shout out to you, mom. Wow. Hard work. Especially at the time of year, like, be hot, hot and sticky holding a baby animal. And then he latched on to the Dixie's mom. Oh. And she fed both of them, which is very rare. So Hammy, and I named him Hammy, his real name, because his mother's his mother is Hoosier. Okay. His real name is Hammond, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Which you're from, right? Yes. And my mother's from. Yes. I forgot all about yeah. that. You have a good memory. <laughs> I... So love that. So he's hammy. He's my special boy. And he's he's a classic bottle baby in that he's even more friendly than Scout. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for showing me that. Yeah, That's amazing. For sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think the dye garden was over on the other side of your house before. I did. Yes, I had some over there. Okay. And I moved it all over here because now 
when we when we harvest, it goes right into here. It's yeah. so much easier. Yeah. And this space wasn't really being used, so. So what do you have? The what are your most? You had the weld. You showed us the weld. Yep, and I'm letting it grow wild. It's kind of like a weed. So all that that a little goes a long way, huh? Yep. And all of that's weld. So I'm just embracing the weeds. And the color is so beautiful. <laughs> very bright yellow. Yeah. Um, and here, these are actually volunteer Hopi sunflowers from last year. Okay. Um, so the seeds from that are supposed to give purple. So you'll, you're going to give it a try. I'm going to hope. Yeah. So try. you basically have to harvest the seeds from the flowers at the end. Yeah. The, the heads get really big on these and then you dry them out and you, you hope to get to them before the birds do. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a little mishmash of things. Um, this actually has... Um, You've got marigold in here, right? Yep, a marigold. Uh, Coreopsis right here. That's a real popular Yeah. yeah. Um, Dyer's chamomile. Oh, yes. I've heard about that, but I've never seen it. It's Is it a relative of a marigold? Or is it just uh, a... You know, I'm not sure. It's got such a sweet little... Um, yeah, but it's finely... like chamomile tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, and then this was actually also planted with matter root in the fall. So matter root um, takes about three years to get sufficient pigment. So the 2020 planting is going to get harvested this fall. So this will be my next. Your, your next rotation. Yeah. What is um, the color that comes from matter root? Red. Oh, Indiana red. Valuable. And pink. I can get pink from it. Here's sure. a runner. So oh, it is the root that we see use. The color in it already. And this is obviously a younger root, so it's 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 orange. I planted from the back, and it's growing underneath. I've already whacked the top of it because you don't need the top, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to put all the energy into the root for the pigment. Like this is trying to go to seed, so this will get another whacking back, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it'll will dig this out in the fall when the knitwear's here. Yeah, and use it fresh. Wow. You are uh, mulching with yes, with I am. Fur. <laughs> is that what you everything. call it? Is it called? Is <laughs> yes, it called? Use, um, this is scrap fiber. And fiber. I, yeah. I use it as mulch for um, weeds because we have tons of weeds here. Um, and will it eventually decompose? It will. So it'll it's, take a while, but it just becomes you know organic. For it takes up space in the soil, mm -hmm. so it'll help with airflow. Um, sure. And it's just, I'd rather use it out here than keep it in a bag. Wow. And not get any use out of it. Wow. So, yeah, That's this amazing. is a little bit of Coreopsis. And as you'll see in the garden, some of my, just because I can, this is marshmallow. Really? Yeah. I know mallow, right? Mm -hmm. It's in the same family. Yeah. But this is marshmallow. Wow. Yeah. So I have no idea what it's going to do. I have that still in there and I'm thinking... Maybe I'll distill it. I don't know. I just grew it because in January it looked really cool in the seed catalog. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I have three plants or four plants of it. It almost looks like a hollyhock flower or leaf, doesn't it? Yeah. It has yet to bloom. It's just doing all of the... But it's actual cultivar or yeah. varieties. Yeah. I got it from um, Baker Creek. Oh, yeah. They just... Their catalog So there's some so... some... Somebody did make marshmallow out of that back in the day. Yeah, that's where they got wow. the actual flavoring. Yeah. And I don't know if it's from the root or from the, the bloom, but I'm going to find out. I love it. <laughs> that's so great. Thank you so much for showing this off. Yeah, sure. It doesn't look like you have a lot, but I feel like you get what you need. Yes. A um, little... And that's been a little bit of a um, trial and error. So I've actually gotten quite a bit from last year. These little guys, she's been picking these. Yeah, they're they they grow like crazy. I mean, I harvested maybe two dozen this morning, and there are some that are opening up. Yeah, right now that I 
didn't get because yep. they weren't quite all the way open. And you want to harvest them when they're open? Yeah, um, but I've I've been harvesting these every day since I've been here, and there was a gallon bag that was maybe like a quarter full, and now it's almost full. And I've yeah, I've picked <laughs> so I freeze a lot. them. <laughs> yeah, we we freeze them because once they bloom, they're very papery petals. They'll last maybe 24 hours and then they'll fade. So I freeze them. And then when the fiber's here, I can pull them out of the freezer and they're just as good as they So smart. Same thing with the chamomile and the, um, um, It's interesting because I guess you want to have that fresh stage to produce the, um, bloom or the pigment, the, yep. the pigment instead of dried seed heads or dried I mean, flower you heads. can't, I have tried them before, but I just find that like, I almost need double because mm. it, you know, you lose some to the ether, Yeah, you know, and it, yeah. I've just been more successful freezing them. <laughs> and I got a little chest freezer off of Craigslist and I've got it chocked full still. Right. So. so smart. Yeah. Love it. All righty. So this is the cutting yard. This is the cutting garden. Come on in. Elaine, I, I just feel like you've done so much since I was uh, here have. before. It's deceivingly uneven, though, so do watch your step. Okay, but like just even the fencing and then what is this uh, cloth on the fence for to wind? wind? Uh-huh, so nice. Insane wind here. Wow. So this was ranunculus that's out of season now. Okay. Um, one of your early crops. One of my early crops. Tulips also, right? I did do tulips this year um, and daffodils. But we should definitely walk this way. Yeah, tell me about the, the rose <laughs> program at Golson Gardens. Well, I don't know if I call it a program so much as <laughs> just a, like a, an indulgence and a slight obsession. I started following Menagerie Farm and Flower, uh -huh. and she has beautiful roses. And I am all about the perennials now. And so I just planted a few along here in 2019, I want to say. Kind of fell in love. Of the garden roses. Yep, garden roses. And then I did a boatload of them. This is like 23 roses here. And we're just coming out of the first flush. Oops. Hang on. I got too close to oh. it. <laughs> Sorry about I that. I should know better in my own garden. <laughs> so I have hoops over them only because this January we had like three days in the upper 50s. And these guys broke dormancy. And then, of course, it went back to normal winter weather. So I did cover them for the sake of the fact that they had and now, come back to life. And now how smart you have for, for future. Yes. I, I hope I don't have to go that route again, but um, it's nice to know that I can cover them because they, yeah, just a couple days and they get full sun, which they love. But it was way too early to have green popping off on no, them. No, <laughs> not in January. No. Yeah. So what, how, roughly how many do you have? Uh, I think for sure there's like 23 or 24 in here. Okay. And then there's just a smattering. I just keep, I've lost count. I see some in the far garden. Oh, yeah. There. We're yeah. going to have to get over to okay. those. those are so incredible. are these mostly uh, English uh, garden roses? For the most part. And okay. Floribunda. Uh-huh. This one is my favorite. This is in just incredible. I mean, some of them have pooped out. Sure. But this is fun in the sun. Uh. It goes from... It's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right, Elaine. It's that it's, starts like that peachy color. And then it fades to pink. It's incredible. Like, oh look gosh, at that. That's stunning. And, and so it smells divine. Wow. Even, even now. sweeping here the other day. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't where you've got a lot. You've got like six or seven of them, right? Yeah. I love these. So oh, is yeah. this a Floribunda? Uh, I'd have to double check. I have to I look this one up. Roses. Oh, There's weeks. Probably yeah. 
Floribunda. They do great. I, truthfully, I am so new at it that, like, I don't know all of that quite yet. But for someone so new, look how healthy they look. There's no, the foliage looks really healthy. I've been dealing with spider mites mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Elaine, what's the, what's the program? What's the plan? Are you selling these to florists? Um, <laughs> are, you, do, are you afraid to, I don't you don't want to sell they, them at all? I'm not sure. Like, I'm still, you know, they're still young. So, like, to get the full length. Well, I have cut some full, like, cutting size, you know, like, 18 inches. Sure. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know because, like, it, there's so many things that I'm learning about. Like, yeah. different pests different stage of harvest that I'm used to. I'm, you cut them really tight. I've been doing a lot of trials. The bouquets that I have in the house that I'd love for you to see. Um, I, you know, I'm just going, okay, I cut these. They were really tight. They've been in the cooler for two weeks and now they're open and beautiful. So like just. Sure. Yeah. And then when you take the thorns off of them, not only is that extra labor, but that's like a wound on the flower. So then it's like, okay, well that's, you're not going to want to put that, you know, like how do you, you know, I did those in my subscriptions because yeah. I talked to those people and I said, okay, I put a couple garden roses in there. They still have the thorns on them. But be careful. Be very yeah. careful. Um, but yeah, so I don't really know. Right now, it's kind of just for me um, as I learn, but I have sold, I did sell some, like a dozen to a what, florist. Once the word week. gets out. Yes, like Anne, she knows. <laughs> is this um, hot cocoa? Hot cocoa. This is my husband's favorite yeah. rose. We have one in our garden. It's and almost translucent. He likes the dark. Yeah, like the darkness to it. Like it, it just fades. But this yeah. one over here is my ultimate favorite. Distant drums. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Look, look how the antique that is. That. That's so beautiful. They used to be so hard to get a hold of, and now there's more stock available. Yes. So you have. One? I did have to. I have. I have three right here. Oh, okay. Oh or, yeah. Yeah. But see how two here, and I have another one over here, mm-hmm. and this is um, Honey Dijon. It oh, got right. mixed in. Truthfully, everybody loves this one, and it looks great in the vase. It's got that mustardy honey yeah. Dijon color. It does no fragrance. Mm. Um, so I don't think... I can see how that would be great for, like, um, weddings and mm-hmm. high-end floral. But for me, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I would do that. You want, the, you want the character of the, yeah, like, the oh bloom petal <laughs> color? <laughs> we kind of ran out of uh, battery power there. So uh, that's the end of my tour with Elaine. Um, I'm very excited, though, to show the last two of her videos. So let's get those on. Fall descends quietly, almost without warning. The busy days fade into early sunsets. Long shadows showcase the newly grown-in fleece. The arrival of our yarn and garments from the mill is a long-awaited capstone moment. It's all been spun up and stitched. Each ounce contains every ray of sun and drop of rain. All of the warm days and snow-capped winter nights are ready for the final bit of magic. One by one into the kettle, they swirl and soak, with the dye plants grown right alongside the alpacas. All of nature's colors convene, vibrant and true. Hand-sewing each label is the final task before opening the gates for our annual event to welcome the community to share in our harvest bounty. Fall is a season of fulfillment, and a visual confirmation that this is the best work of my life. And I have a text from Elaine this morning. Um, I asked her about the babies that were born after I was there. So we met Dixie. The day after I left, Roxy came. And then within a week, Winnie was born. And Elaine says, uh, one more coming in August. So if you follow uh, 
Old Homestead Alpacas on Instagram. Uh, You will get all the announcements about that. Thanks so much for joining me today. As I said, you can watch the replay videos for episode 618 in our show notes at slowflowerspodcast.com and find additional resources about Old Homestead Alpacas and Golson Gardens, including upcoming events and newsletter signups. And check out the online shop. One of my favorite gifts to myself when I first visited was to purchase a lacy knit scarf made of the finest alpaca yarn, hand-dyed with calendula petals. Our next sponsor thank you goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at longfield-gardens.com. And thank you to Rooted Farmers. Rooted Farmers works exclusively with local growers to put the highest quality specialty cut flowers in floral customers' hands. When you partner with Rooted Farmers, you are investing in your community and you can expect a commitment to excellence in return. Learn more at rootedfarmers.com. I love all this floral goodness and I'm so happy you joined me today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor downloaded more than one million times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much as our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry. The momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowerssociety.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. Thanks so much for joining us today, and I'll see you next week. Music